0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to stuff you don't need to know. This is Jay. And today we are taking a look at part two of Crisis on Infinite Earth. So before I go any further, don't need, don't really don't need to know why I need to say this, but spoiler alert. I will be spoiling just about every part of Crisis on Infinite Earth's part two. So again, if you have not seen that episode, you better stop right now because the spoilers are coming. Wow. So, I mean, this series kicked off with with really just a huge, you know, the debut. I mean, episode one was absolutely amazing. I mean, you guys heard me talk about it the other day. Um, you know, now it's it's just really picking up right where it left off. Um, what we get here is, you know, the heroes have to deal with, uh, you know, well, Kara and and Clark from Earth thirty eight. Have to deal with the fact that Earth 38 is gone. Uh, but more importantly, I mean, they're dealing with the fact that, you know, Oliver Queen made that huge sacrifice. Um, you know, what we get here, you know, I'm not sure if this is one of the first things we saw or, or right after, is um, they realize, you know, the monitor informs that. Th- informs them that they need the wave rider now, you know, again, I don't know how many shows everybody out there watches but the wave rider is the time machine or the time ship uh that the legends use. Um so, you know, Sarah Lance and uh Ray Palmer pretty much informed them that, you know, yeah, you know, we kind of gave the team a break, you know, the wave rider really isn't available, but hey, this is the multiverse, there are wave riders everywhere, so Harbinger goes to Earth, and I wrote this down here, excuse me, she went to Earth-74, so Harbinger goes to Earth-74, where we see a wave rider, which is uh, essentially populated only by, you know, heat wave, Um, you know, Mick, Uh, and it's absolutely hilarious, because the voice of the ship is Captain Cold himself, Uh, Wentworth Miller in a, in a, a (coughs) excuse me, well, Wilmworth Miller in an auditory cameo uh is the voice of the wave rider. Um it turns out that on Earth seventy four, um, the legends pretty much disbanded. They all retired, uh, and Mick took the ship. He wants to be a writer and uh he's just essentially living on a ship. Or as the ship, as Wentworth Miller, as Captain Cold, I should say, uh, tells him, uh, dude, you're living in your car, essentially. Uh, Harbinger confiscates it, brings it back to Earth One. Um, yeah, and this is really where we get the heroes dealing, you know, with the after effects of, of Oliver's sacrifice. Um, at this time also, The Monitor reveals that he he somehow, using his abilities, was able to go back and obtain a copy of the Book of Destiny. Now, if you watched Elseworlds, the big Elseworlds crossover last year, the Book of Destiny, uh, essentially, that was the big test that the Monitor used to test the heroes of uh, the multiverse by having the uh, book of destiny stolen and being misused. Um, and then really in order to stop that threat at that time, the book of destiny was destroyed. However, the monitor knew that he needed it somehow was able to manipulate space and time. I mean, he is the monitor and he was able to get a copy of the book of destiny. Um, you know, and he learns that there are seven paragons that will turn the tide in this battle. Um, they've already found two of them, uh, Sarah Lance and Kara Danvers. Uh, Kara, most importantly, of course, is the paragon of hope, even though right now she does not feel a whole lot of hope. Um, the thing is, is, you know, the monitor, uh, is only really able to identify a few more. Uh, what we get is, um, What we get is that, uh, you know, he says that one of the Paragons is a Kryptonian, uh, who pretty much has suffered, uh, a loss, you know, that no man could bear. So essentially, you know, a team has to be put together to go through the multiverse to find, you know, that particular Superman. Um, the team is going to consist of Lois and Clark from Earth 38, you know, the the Lois and Clark that we're used to, uh, and Iris West is going to go along as well. Um the other paragon that they, that, uh, had been identified is the paragon of courage. Um, the monitor tells them that, you know, the, the, uh, the, um, the Paragon of Courage is also known as the Bat of the Future. So, you know, Kate knows that uh and he pretty much says, you know, it's 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 Bruce Wayne, you know. The, pretty much outs the fact that Bruce Wayne is the Dark Knight. Um, you know, when it's said, Ray Palmer's like, "Wait a minute, Bruce Wayne's the Dark Knight." And Kate's like, "Yeah, let's let's just keep that under our hats, okay?" So, Kate steps up for that mission and brings Kara along with her. Um, pretty much she brings Kara along because first of all, Kara is really the only hero that she knows and the only hero that she trusts on a little bit of a side note here. Uh, I didn't really discuss this yesterday, but, um, I think, uh, I kind of think that, that Kate has a crush on Cara, (laughs) um, a little bit, a little bit of a crush there. Um, and, uh, but I think the main reason that she brings her along is to try to restore her hope, to show her, you know, look, we're going to, we're going to go find my cousin. We're going to find Bruce Wayne, uh, you know, and she wants to restore, she wants to restore her hope. Uh, another thing that we get right here is the fact that, you know, Barry and Mia are not handling Oliver's death very well at all. The monitor does admit that, you know, look, Oliver Queen was destined to die, but not like this. I didn't foresee this happening. Um, So Mia and and uh, Barry they're refusing to accept it. Mia, you know who was who was trained by the League of Shadows, um, not Raz Al Ghul, but Nissa Al Ghul knows all about Lazarus Pits. Uh, So she's determined to find a Lazarus Pit. Even though Sarah Lance is warning her, Sarah is telling her, you know, it's not what you think it is. Um, you know, you don't come back the same. And one of the things that she really emphasizes is that, you know, if we do this, you know, we ha- you have to make sure that you restore Oliver's soul. Otherwise, he's pretty much going to be a wild animal, essentially. Uh, they recruit the help of Constantine. Constantine, using his magic, is able to determine the one and only Earth. um That still has a functioning Lazarus pit. And, uh, of course, Constantine is going to have to go along because, yes, the Lazarus pit will revive his body. But if they don't replace Oliver's soul, then it's pretty much pointless. And they need Constantine to do that. So, you know, we get these teams breaking off and going off. But right before all that. We get introduced to Lex Luthor, uh, Earth 38's Lex Luthor, Jonathan Cryer, of course. Now, again, if you watched, uh, you know, if you watched Supergirl at all, you would have seen that last season, uh, Lex Luthor pretty much was the big bad for the season. Uh, At the end of the season, Lena Luthor did kill him. However, Uh, right before that episode ended, uh, the monitor did come back. The monitor came back and pretty much revived and recruited Lex Luthor because he had a very vital, he has a very vital role to play in all of this. Uh, and he pretty much says that. And, uh, yeah, you know, when he comes back, uh, Kara is not happy about it at all, but I do love the fact that Kate Kane does stick up for her and pretty much, you know, tells Lex, you know, you do anything to her. You're dealing with me. Um, I I mean, I think it's absolutely great. I I hope down the future, you know, down the future, (laughs) I hope in the future, um, you know, once the crisis is over and and all all the series resumes, uh, I really do hope we see a lot more of uh, Kate and Kara working together. Um, Look, Bruce Wayne and um, Clark Kent, you know, have always worked together. I mean, uh, you know, world's greatest, Right. Uh, no reason that it can't be Supergirl and Batwoman. Uh, I think they have great chemistry together. Uh, I, I, I just love it. Uh, you know, Kate, who really, you know, essentially is being brought into this crisis, um, not knowing anybody except for Kara. Uh, you know, the, the, just the faith that she has in Kara, um, this is probably one of my favorite parts of the episode is really when she's just trying to, to really restore that hope, you know, because that's pretty much you know, the, the the few interactions that she's had with Kara, that's what she knows Kara for. I mean, Kara, if you watch Supergirl at all at all, I mean, yeah, she is the paragon of hope. And um I think it really kills Kate to see her like this. And th- this is why, you know, she, uh, has the intermittent, the interdimensional portal or, uh, the multiverse portal, portal, I should say. And she's like, you know, come with me, come help me recruit, um, you know, Batman. Uh, so Lex Luthor right away, you know, of course, what is his big part to play? Well, he's going to throw a monkey wrench in the works. Uh, we see Harbinger and I finally figured out who Harbinger is. Uh, it was through a lot of clues. Um, she is, is or was. I don't know if she currently is, uh, the wife of John Diggle. So that shows you how much I've been watching, uh, you know, the flash and arrow. Um, But Harbinger, you know, starts hearing voices, and, uh, I think it's from the Book of Destiny, pretty much saying you have to stop him, you have to stop him, but she's too late. Lex Luthor steals the Book of Destiny, uh, pretty much with the intention of going through the multiverse and killing all the Supermen out there. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't see this coming, but, you know, look, the Monitor said that Lex Luthor has a very vital role to play, but, we got to see. What is that going to be? So where do we begin? Uh, You know, because, you know, in the episode they do jump around. But I'm just going to kind of stick with pretty much these three teams now going out. Um, So like I said, uh, Constantine was able to find uh, the one remaining Earth in the multiverse that still had a Lazarus pit. Uh, they, the team goes there, and again, it's it's Mia, it's Barry, it's Sarah, and it's Constantine. Uh, so they go to the Earth that, that has the pretty much only remaining Lazarus pit. And um, it's interesting because it's kind of like in a cave in a mine, and we get Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex making an appearance here. Um, if you watch um, Legends of Tomorrow, Jonah Hex shows up. He shows up from time to time what's pretty interesting though is again on this earth that he you know that that they are it's an unscarred Jonah hex so when he's fighting them to pretty much you know he's he's telling Mia and Sarah that they're trespassing uh and they fight Jonah uh Sarah is able to subdue him uh you know Jonah won't give in and she goes sorry Jonah you're probably gonna get this scar anyway and she slices him across the face uh Barry and um Barry and Constantine pretty much go back. They retrieve Oliver's body. Uh, they place him in the Lazarus pit, and you know what we get is pretty much what Sarah said: is eventually when the pit does revive him, he comes out a soulless wild animal. Uh, you know, Sarah is able to tranquilize him. Constantine begins to perform the ritual to restore his soul. However, you know, right in the middle of the whole thing, he kind of goes, "Well, that's embarrassing," and they're like what's what's going on and he's like he's it's all this antimatter, you know, fluxing around. He's like it's messing with my mojo. He's like I I can't do magic anymore. Uh so we're pretty much left with a revived Oliver Queen really with no soul. So I don't know how they're going to be dealing with that in the episodes to come up. Um meanwhile hmm, which story should I go to? Well, let's go for the search for Superman, because that was actually a pretty good one. So, um, you know, right away we see Lois and Clark and Iris. uh, They're on one of the Earths, and uh, they pretty much get word that, yeah, Lex Luthor has stolen the Book of Destiny, and he is going through the multiverse trying to kill the Superman, Uh, you know, to which, you know, Clark is like, well, we better hurry up and find this guy before Lex gets to him. No sooner does that happen when they sort of see, like, uh, you know, It looks like they're in Metropolis and and pretty much in the middle of it, kind of like a Times Square, you know, there's a a, a jumbotron there with the news of, you know, breaking news, Lex Luthor kills Superman, disappears without a trace. And what's interesting about, you know, this particular one, it's a nice homage, it's a nice callback because it's... uh, excuse me, it's essentially the pose, uh, from when Superman fought Doomsday and, and died. He's laying on the rubble. We see his cape kind of fluttering, uh, you know, off a piece of rubble, like a cape, Lois, you know, kneeling over him crying. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we better get on this and we better find him fast. Uh, we, we see them next cut to, and I did write this down. They jump to earth. They jump to earth 167 and it's labeled Smallville and we see the Kent farm. Yes, this is the Tom Welling cameo. Um it's really really interesting because we see the Kent farm and as they begin to kind of pan into it, they go through the barn and you see hung up on, you know, on the walls of the barn uh, are pretty much all these press, you know, you know, all these articles, uh, you know, I had a date with Superman, you know, obviously written by Lois Lane. Um, and you know, it's just kind of like all, all the Superman's exploits. So when they come, when they, you know, it's kind of like the tracking shot is the team coming through the bar and coming out to see Clark Kent Earth 38 Clark Kent, uh, you know, kind of notices he's like, he see, we see Clark Kent, Earth 167's Clark Kent. We see Tom Welling. I'm just going to do it that way to avoid confusion. We see Tom Welling chopping wood. Right away, you know, right right away, Superman is like, I'm able to do that with one hand, no problem at all. Yeah, we see Clark Kent chopping wood, two hands, breaking a sweat. Pretty interesting. They come over, you know, and uh, they start to engage him. Uh, he looks a little confused. Uh, they pretty much tell him, and this is really, really great here, you know, Earth 38 Clark Kent is like, you are Clark Kent, right? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, well, you know, we really need to talk to you. You know, Lex Luthor is going to kill you. To which Tom Welling kind of looks and he's like, oh, hmm i didn't know the president was in town so apparently you know in earth 167 lex Luthor, which would have been michael rosenbaum uh became president of the united states and clearly by his tone yeah they're not the best of friends anymore um no sooner does that happen than they're banished and lex Luthor shows up uh you know pretty much with the intent in killing him um of course you know this is not tom welling's lex luther he does not recognize him at all um but, you know, Lex pretty much divulges who he is and how he's going to kill him, and you, you know, and it's, you ruined my life. You know, the, the whole thing, the whole Lex Luthor hating Clark Kent thing, and you know, Tom Welling, Clark Kent, he's just standing there, like, he's he's just kind of bemused by all of this. Uh, it's great, because we see, we see him, we see Lex Luthor take out Kryptonite, and hold it up, and Tom Welling is just, like, looking at him, takes it from his hand, chucks it away, just tosses it away, like, Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. And he's like, but that was kryptonite. And he goes, well, yeah, that used to affect me when I had my powers. Uh, So on Earth-167, the Smallville universe, Clark Kent, Tom Welling, has given up his powers. Lex is flabbergasted. Um, You know, he kind of takes a step back. He steps on something. He looks down. He sees a toy. And he's like, you've got to be kidding me. And he says, you know, he says to him, you know, there are some things... There are some things, you know, in life, you know, that are more important than powers, basically meaning that he surrendered his powers so he and Lois can get married and they can have a family. Lex Luthor is indignant. He starts screaming at him. He's like, You did what? You were a guy. And it's great because Tom Welling just kind of rolls his eyes like, Oh, this argument again. Um, And he's just like, You know, he's just sort of like looking at him like, Are we done here? Um, (laughs) It's great because. (laughs) <laughs> then Lex so frustrated goes to punch him Tom Welling catches the fist hits him and he goes yeah still stronger uh it's great because then we see um we see the actress that played uh that played Lois Lane on Smallville who now is on Supergirl as Alora Cara's mother pretty interesting there uh and apparently like I said uh, on Earth 167 Clark Kent has given up his powers. He's living happily with Lois Lane and he has two daughters. So that's beautiful. So now, you know, they got to jump around again and they got to find, uh, you know, they have to find really, um, you know, they got to find the Clark Kent. They jump to another universe and we see, uh, now this universe is pretty interesting. The earth that they do jump to Brandon Routh plays Superman. Now, this is the big one. You know, this is the one that, you know, Brandon Rath is going to play Superman again. He's going to be in the Kingdom Come costume. Now, if you think about it, this Superman technically is the Christopher Reeve Superman. Uh, Brandon Rath, as you know, played Superman in the movie Superman Returns, which really was a continuation of, of the Donner films. So, essentially, Brandon Rath was taking up the reins of Christopher Reeve. He is... You know, he's essentially the Christopher Reeve Superman. Um, they show up, they go to the Daily Planet, and Brandon Routh, you know, with a little bit of gray in his hair, just like King Come Superman, stumbling around as Clark Kent, I swear to God, for one second, I thought it was Christopher Reeve again. I mean, the way he looked, the way he acted as, 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 as that, you know, sort of befuddled and, and bumbling and, oh, gee, gosh darn it. Clark Kent. I mean, it was perfect, and Lois is the one, of course, that recognizes him right away. Um, They just have that connection. I think across the multiverse, you know, she will always recognize Clark Kent, Kal-el, Superman, whatever you want to call him. And she approaches him. They begin to talk, uh, you know, and they reveal who they are, and uh, you know, they, they begin to talk. So they're they're in. You know, we find out that. In this universe, or on this earth, I should say, uh, Clark Kent, he's the editor-in-chief of the Daily Planet. Uh, Lois then notices that in his office, there's all these plaques, like, in memoriam, uh, to Perry White, to Jimmy Olsen, to Lois Lane. She's like, what happened here? You know, and uh, Brandon Routh kind of gets a a dark look on his face, or a very somber look on his face, and he goes... There's pretty much this upstart over in Gotham that felt we weren't covering him enough, so he decided to play a joke on us. So apparently, you know, this kind of goes back to if you ever played the Injustice game series, uh, video game series, uh, the first one, or, you know, if you read the Injustice comics, uh, yeah, the Joker pretty much played a joke on Superman and, uh, you know, destroyed everyone he loved. Uh, that's what he did. He essentially went to the Daily Planet and gassed the entire building and killed just about everyone in it so quite clearly you know this is the paragon they're looking for because this is the kryptonian that suffered a loss that no man could bear no sooner does this happen than lex Luthor appears with the book of destiny um what's really great though is they convince they do convince uh brandon routh brandon routh superman to join their cause so we get that quick costume change he of course is in the kingdom come costume uh tyler hoakland you know changes quickly into his costume lex luther appears uh but he's like i'm not here to he's like i'm bored of it i'm bored of killing Superman. why should i do it when i can have superman kill superman and he uses the book of destiny to corrupt uh brandon routh's mind and they begin to fight what's great about this is first of all it's a great it, it, like to see two supermen fight is absolutely amazing um excuse me using heat vision on each other um we get when them we get a a shot of the two of them flying at each other uh trying to land a huge punch and pretty much causing a sonic boom that shatters the glass on buildings within a few block radius of, of of the whole thing um they're fighting you know they're they're fighting and uh you know iris and lois are watching they don't know what to do um the two supermen are pretty much fighting to a draw, which is actually pretty interesting because, you know, when crisis was coming out and it was, you know, stated that Brandon Rath was going essentially going to play the kingdom come Superman. Um, Diana pretty much told me that, you know, yeah, you know, the kingdom comes Superman, like this Brandon Rath Superman is actually the most powerful Superman out there. But, you know, what we get here is the two of them are, are, are essentially fighting to a draw. And, um, Yeah, you know, it's, it looks like, it really looks like, uh, this isn't. You know, this isn't going anywhere, you know, with this fight. Lex Luthor, using the Book of Destiny, decides to up the stakes. He gets Brandon Routh to pretty much fly and try to attack Lois. Uh, He's like, you know, if I can't kill Superman, I'm going to kill the one thing that he loves. You know, I'm going to take that away from him. Uh, Tyler Hoakland, Superman comes in. uh, They're struggling there. And it's Lois again. You know, it's this connection across the multiverse where she reaches out and she appeals to his humanity, you know, to his hope, uh, to his courage. And, you know, pretty much tells them that, look, you know, this is not you. You know, you wouldn't do this. You know, this this is not how you honor, you know, Perry and Jamie and Lois. You know, this isn't you at all. It breaks the spell. They pretty much knock out Lex Luthor. And, uh, you know, hey, we got our Superman now. But there's one more team out there looking for one more Paragon. Uh, you know, we get uh, Kate and Kara going to Earth-99 looking for Bruce Wayne. Uh, we come upon stately Wayne Manor, which is not so stately anymore. I mean, it's pretty much essentially in ruin, overgrown and everything. Um, they go to the door, they knock and who, who opens the door but Luke Fox? But not just any Luke Fox. This is a Luke Fox. He's got a little goatee going. Uh, he's wearing kind of like a Hawaiian shirt look like opened. Because the first thing that Kate notices is his six pack. She's like, whoa, hey, ooh, six pack. Yeah, did not expect to see this here. Uh, he pretty much tells them to piss off. Car uh, of course, uh, subtly opens the door for them by essentially kicking it open. Um, you know, Luke pretty much pulls a gun on them, tells them to leave. But then we hear, and let me tell you, I got chills with this because, as you know, this is the, you know, the bad of the future played by Kevin Conroy, and we hear that voice from on top of the stairs pretty much telling Luke to put the gun down. We hear the whirring of the, the exoskeleton, essentially, you know, as he comes down. And let me tell you something. This, as much as I was looking forward to Brandon Routh playing Superman and, again, you know, I think he knocked it out at the park, you know, playing that, you know, really taking up the reins and playing the the Christopher Reeve Superman, seeing Kevin Conroy and hearing Kevin Conroy as the bat of the future. Now it's pretty interesting because he's in the exoskeleton, which would make you think kingdom come Superman. But I kind of think that this, I'm sorry, kingdom come Batman. I think that this Batman, though, is kind of an amalgam. It's it's, it's a bit of the kingdom come. I mean, we have the exoskeleton. Uh, It's obviously in the future. You know, this is an older Bruce Wayne. A bit, though, also of Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne and Dark Knight Returns, uh, or Return of the Dark Knight, the Frank Miller series, uh, Bruce Wayne. Like that old, grizzled, you know, (laughs) I mean, well... Let's just, let's just see what happens when they talk. So um, Luke Fox takes Kara just to kind of, you know, talk in the study, whatever, while, while Kate and uh, Bruce, you know, decide to talk. First of all, Bruce is highly suspicious because on his earth, his favorite cousin, Kate Kane, died five years ago. So he's like, tell me who you really are. He's like, Clayface is essentially a puddle of goo. Uh, and Jane Doe is locked away tight in Arkham. So who are you really? you know, she tells him about the multiverse. She tells him who, who she really is. Uh, you know, and then what we come to discover is, is that on this earth, this Batman, this Bruce Wayne is a murderer. You know, Kate is shocked to hear this. You you know, she's like, you have a code. He's like, Oh yeah. You know? And again, it's this voice. I mean, this is the voice of Batman here. Um, and it's great because he puts a little bit of grizzle in it. You know, this isn't, this isn't this isn't, you know, Batman, the animated series, Batman, it's Batman, it's Batman beyond Bruce Wayne with a little more gravitas to it. Um, and he says, yeah, you know, you live by this code, you struggle with it. Uh, the quote he actually has is, you know, you know, if you fight with monsters, eventually you will become one. And he says, you know, you struggle with that code. And he goes until you take that first life. Then it gets easier And we essentially learned that Yeah You know He shows her a press clipping About you know Pretty much the time when he retired. Uh, and the headline is pretty much Batman's reign of terror comes to an end. I mean, Kate is, is flabbergasted. What's going on here? Meanwhile, you know, Luke is kind of taking Kara on a tour here and, uh, you know, they're talking a bit and then she notices. she's like, Oh, she notices like a trophy case. And, uh, she's like, what are these? And he's like, Oh, some souvenirs from some of Batman's greatest battles. And she looks at him. And she goes, don't you mean this is like a trophy case? You know, and we see uh, Joker's card. We see it looks kind of like Penguin's umbrella, Riddler's cane. We see then she sees a broken pair of glasses and she's like, wait a minute. And Luke confirms that he's like, yeah, he killed Superman. Um, down in the Batcave, you know, Kate and Kate and Bruce Wayne are talking. Um, and Bruce is essentially telling her, telling her like, look, the multiverse it's not worth saving. It's like, you know, everything is garbage. You know, my existence is garbage. People are garbage, you know. And I did say this the other day when I talked about A Crisis on Infinite Earths Part One, saying that at the end of that episode, you know, the heroes are going to go out and they're going to look for these other heroes across the multiverse to really help out. And I said, I don't think some of them are going to be willing to help. And we get that right here. Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne is not willing to help, and he's essentially warning Kate that, you know, this this is what you're going to become. Kara uh, does show up, and she's pretty much like, you know, she's like, this this Bruce Wayne killed this Earth's Clark Kent, and she looks at him, you know, Kate looks at him, she's like, Bruce, how could you? And he's just like, think about it, you know, strange alien being, you know, coming down here with all these powers. And then this is where we kind of get the the Dark Knight Returns, the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns here, where he sort of says, you know... He, he trusted everybody, you know. He, he let things happen, you know. He supported any flag, any army, any government, you know. He was essentially, you know, that's the conflict that we get in Frank Miller's, you know, tale here is that, uh, eventually Superman almost becomes like a government stooge. Um, we see now that the exoskeleton that he's wearing is actually kryptonite-powered, uh, and he takes on Kara. He exposes the kryptonite. Uh, Kate, though, steps in front of him, steps in front of uh, Kara, and essentially says, like, you know, okay, if you're going to do this and you have to kill one more person, you have to kill me. Uh, you know, and he's, he's very indignant about it. He's like, you know, you can't trust her, this and that. He goes to attack Kara. Uh, Kate counters him, kicks him, and pretty much sends him into a panel, uh, electrocuting him, uh, unintentionally killing him. With his dying breath, though, he pretty much tells her, like, not to trust anybody. Um, they pretty much head on back to Earth One, absolutely defeated, feeling that they failed in their mission. Uh, you know, and the big thing now that Kate is struggling with is the fact that she's like, is this what I'm going to become? Uh, her and Kara have a nice private moment where she pretty much tells her like, look, I just became the bat. I just became Batwoman. you know, and this is what I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with the fact that I'm trying to save my sister. Uh, you know, I'm telling everybody out there that she could be saved. She could be redeemed. And what does she go and do? She essentially kills my stepmother and frames my father for it. You know, looking at, looking at earth 99s, Batman, is that what I'm going to become? And Kara is like, no, you are not going to become that because that is not you. You are a good person and you are not going to become that at all. And I think, again, I think what we're going to get going forward in the CW here after Crisis is I think we're going to see that team up, that team up of, of, of Batwoman and Supergirl kind of bolstering each other up. Um, you know, Kara loses hope. Kate will be right there to kind of boost her up. Kate starts to have doubts about what she's doing. You know, am I going to become, you know, killer Batwoman? Carl will be right there to, to tell her that no, she is a good person. Um, what we also get here is, uh, the reason they needed the wave rider is, is because, uh, Ray Palmer, Roy Palmer, sorry, um, you know, and this is great because we get a split screen here of Brandon Routh essentially talking to Brandon Routh. <laughs> um, at one point, I think when Kara comes in and she sees, um, she sees Superman, Brandon mouth Superman, who is is Clark Kent. She's like, wow, Roy, you've been working out. You look buff. And, you know, her Superman, uh, Earth-38 Superman is like, no, that's he, like your cousin. It's a whole thing. Um, you know, but Ray Palmer uh, needed the Waverider's lab to essentially create a Paragon tracker. Um, he turns it on. He activates it. And they're like... It starts beeping. They're like, wow, where is it? And he's like, well, I guess it doesn't work because it's beeping right here. You know, and it's, it's like, you know, the next Paragon can't be here. But the monitor says, no, she is points right at Kate Kane. Kate is like, but I didn't retrieve the bat of the future. And he, and she tells him, sorry, the monitor tells her that, no, that quest that I sent you on to find the bat of the future. It's you. You know, confronting Earth 99's Bruce Wayne, learning about it, but still having the courage to come back here and, and do what you need to do. You are the bat of the future, Kate Kane. You are the paragon of courage. Whew. Wow. I mean,. This was an amazing episode. Um, I think just with the cameos and everything that happened in the first episode, Oliver Queen dying at the end, I mean, the first episode is absolutely amazing, but this is a great follow-up. And tonight, of course, I believe they're going to continue on The Flash. But now here's the thing. After tonight's episode, we're going to get a break. We're not going to get the conclusion until 2020. Oh, my God. They're killing us here, right? Um, One thing I do want to talk about is... After I watched uh, the episode, uh, you know, I watched it on the CW app. Um, they have Crisis Aftermath, which is essentially kind of like their version of the Talking Dead, hosted by Kevin Smith. Uh, pretty much talking about the first episode of Crisis. Uh, I believe tonight after episode three, which I believe is yes, it's a flash episode. Um, he's going to come back and do it again. Wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, I know Kevin Smith is a huge geek. He's 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 the comic book nerd icon. Um, I don't know. It was a bit much for me. Uh, I did watch the whole thing, but <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I can only take Kevin Smith in small doses, I guess is what I'm saying. But hey, look tonight, part three. I don't know where they're going from here. I mean, obviously, they still have more paragons to find. Uh, They do have to go out into the multiverse looking for more heroes to recruit. Some interesting things, though, that I did learn on Crisis Aftermath. Episode four, which is going to be an Arrow episode, which will be coming in January 2020, uh, after these shows kind of go on hiatus for the holidays, of course. Um, Episode four, very, very interesting for two reasons. First of all, uh, pretty much... Uh, the showrunner of like all the DC shows on CW confirmed that we're going to get the origin of the Monitor and the Anti-Monitor, which, I forgot to say this, uh, at the end of the episode, after everything wraps up, Harbinger, again, is hearing voices. Um, but the voice she's hearing now is the voice of the Anti-Monitor. And we get the first appearance of the Anti-Monitor here, pretty much recruiting Harbinger to do his bidding. Hmm. But uh, like I said, the the pretty much overall showrunner for all these DC shows on the CW confirmed that, yes, a big part of Episode 4 is going to be the origin of the Monitor and the Anti-Monitor. We're going to really learn where they came from. Why is this conflict going on? Another thing that's very, very interesting and absolutely incredible about that episode, Episode 4 is co-written by Marv Wolfman. The man that wrote Crisis on Infinite Earths was brought into the writer's room to help write part four of Crisis on Infinite Earths. That is absolutely amazing. I cannot wait. I mean, I think this series so far is going really, really well. It does a lot of fan service. I mean, with the cameos, with the callbacks to other things. I mean, when we see, uh, you know, the first time they learn that Lex Luthor is killing Superman and we see whichever earth they're on, that that Superman is now dead and he's essentially posed as, you know, when doomsday killed him. Absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, the whole interaction with Kate Kane and, and, and Kevin Conroy, I mean, hearing the voice of Batman, um, a, uh, not a few years I'm sorry a few months back uh, Diana and I went to East Coast Comic Con and uh, Kevin Conroy was there and Diana more than anything wanted to meet him uh, she brought her copy I think of Injustice 2 uh, she had him sign it because of course he voices Batman in that and uh, we met him we got to talk with him and at the time we didn't know I don't know I don't even know if he even knew that you know he was going to be part of Crisis on Infinite Earths Um but just just hearing, just meeting the voice of Batman and hearing when he talks, even in his regular voice, you know, it's like, oh my God, I'm talking to Batman. Um, it was absolutely amazing. And he was, he was so nice. He talked with Diana for a few minutes. Um, you know, she, she kind of shared, you know, some moments that she really, really loved and, and just loved the work that he did. And he was, he was very, very gracious to her. And, um, I mean, to, to now see and hear him, you know, on a CW show. Um, I mean, he did an amazing job. He did an amazing job as, you know, essentially this this Batman Bruce Wayne that's pretty much given up on humanity. I mean, it was brilliant. Uh, what's going to happen with Oliver Queen? I mean, they've resurrected him, but he has no soul. Are they going to be able to restore that? Uh, God, I, I don't know. Um, who are the other Paragons out there? Uh, you know, I mean, this is a huge crossover event. We know they're bringing in a lot of people. Uh, you know, Black Lightning is going to make an appearance. Um, you know, what other heroes are are they going to get? Uh, I don't know. We kind of wait and see. Uh, it's, it's very exciting and I'm really, really loving it. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. Head on over to Instagram. Look for stuff. You don't need to know podcast. Uh, I post pictures, uh, pretty much about the content that I talk about. This is Jay and I'll talk to you guys later.